Hey, and welcome to another episode of Making the Right Play. I'm your host, Ishii, with my co-host, Manit. Today, we have another special guest on the show. This is Malika, and this is the second time we're bringing her on the show after a technical glitch on the first one. But how's it going, Malika? It's going good. I was just telling Manit and Ishira about how these are like the final two weeks before exam week and reading week starts, so it's a bit hectic. But yeah, thanks for coming. I mean, I know it's a busy time, but thanks for coming along. Um, um, and Malika, just for the like, introduction about Malika, she's a first year student at Yale NUS with interests in economics and political science. Correct me if I'm wrong, Malika. Uh, and, um, you know, Malika, I, I've spoken to Malika for the last uh, couple of years, and uh, she's, she's always kind of like presented me with all these interesting experiences she's had in like high school, even in her gap year and even through university, you know, through her stories and everything. Uh, she's always been able to like make the best out of every situation she's had. So thank you for coming along, Malika, and uh, I'm very glad that you joined. Thank you for having me. Um, I was, I'm just gonna like interject and tell you this little story yeah. because it, it may seem like I'm um, like doing this because I'm on the podcast, but it's not, I was, I was, um, with a couple of friends last night, um, having cheese and kind of un- unwinding. And I told them that I had to leave early because I wanted to get sleep um, yeah. before this. And they were like, oh, what is this? And I was telling them how it is basically a podcast for college kids and how Mamet, you yourself do like content and this is just useful for college students. And they were like, oh, I would have been so grateful if I had this when I was applying um, because it's, it's tough being a first-gen kid. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this is great. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. And yeah, it's, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad it kind of came through quick because like we had like, I think all three of us, we went, ran through like a lot of struggles, right? When we were applying to university and uh, like, I kind of like, I think Ishira and I kind of considered like advice for our younger selves. So, yeah. Uh, in the interest of not dislocating my shoulder by patting myself on the back too hard. Uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah, it's, it's, I'm glad to have, uh, the, glad to know that people are actually, you know, uh, getting good things out of this, but, uh, so Malika, you're a freshman, Yale NUS, how's that going? It's going good. Um, being a freshman at Yale NUS means that I'm doing majority, uh, common core, uh, modules. So it's basically like required modules. Um, and right now I'm struggling with writing an article about for a uh, scientific inquiry, which is something I've never done before, writing an article about how um, race, whether or not race should be considered when determining like medical practices. So this is interesting. Um, Young US is challenging, I think, because it is um, a fairly hard school to get into. And there's a lot required. There's a lot of like academic pressure. Um, yeah. And so this is College, is, college has been difficult, but it's also been very rewarding. Um, I've gotten to do things and gotten to explore academia in ways that I've never considered exploring. So, yeah, it's rewarding but challenging. Yeah, and I know you chose like the liberal arts kind of stream, and uh, you know you you still I mean you always kind of maintain that you like economics and politics, but how are you kind of like exploring your interest in college and? What have you learned thus far through like, you know, your first year and what have you learned about yourself? Because I think like, when when I applied and when I came in, like, I, I felt that like I didn't really know much about like my academic interests and where I wanted to be. But like that first year really changed a lot. So I was just wondering like how that was for you, that experience was for you. Yeah. Um, so I do also really enjoy philosophy. So the degree would okay. probably be 
PPE. Okay. Um, coming into college, I started actually reading Mill and Hobbes, and they're just old men that kind of ramble along, and it's it's difficult to um, feel for it the way I did feel for it. Um, so that's been interesting. Uh, that's changed my perspective of philosophy. Even though I do think that the content is rewarding, it's just difficult to kind of plow through um, all these like really old texts. Um, in addition to that, I've also got to explore things more humanities, and I've also okay. gotten to explore um, so some of the like STEM fields and CS. Um, oh, so, nice. That was not fun. Um, we had to do like a compulsory mo module, which was quantitative reasoning. So we had to work with okay. R. And okay. that is always a struggle because I've never had a background in it. Um, it's kind of also taught me things that I'm not interested in. Uh, so like dabbling with R is not something that's interesting to me, um, but I might consider doing Python next time. Um, yeah. And the sciences are something that I was kind of fixed on not doing, but it's been mm. really interesting so far. So that's changed my perspective of sciences. Um, I've also, in terms of political science, I've realized that I'm very interested in housing in Singapore. So I might consider doing things like urban studies as a minor. Um, yeah, because it's interesting to see how like socioeconomics and housing play a role in someone's lives. Great, great. And it seems like, you know, you're into like this very diverse kind of problem spaces and like you'd like to solve problems in like all of these spaces. And I was just wondering, like when, it, when you kind of like put all of these things together, like what do you, what do you think you want to kind of accomplish with your degree at the, at the end of it, like by, by the four years? Obviously this might change uh, like down the line, but like as of now, like how do, how do you feel about that? Um, currently I do, I care a lot about um, the economy and like policy, public policy. So before I came to college, I worked two internships at uh, two economic firms, at two economic think tanks rather. And that is kind of the direction in which I want to head towards. Um, I do want to work in public policy. I don't want to work within the government. So I'm looking at working with think tanks and NGOs. Um, and I do see that happening, but in Singapore, um, because of the TG scheme, which is um, where I'm bonded to the government, I will have to work at a higher paying job than a think tank would allow. So I'm looking at also probably doing um, maybe company policy, um, maybe even consultancy. Okay. Those are kind of fields I have to look at for the most immediate job market. Cool. I'm going to bounce back to something you said uh, earlier about uh, college being uh, about not figuring out what you don't like as well, because I feel like that's such a strong part of going to college that a lot of people don't really understand when they leave for it. Uh, when I left for college, I thought I was I was hard set on being a physicist, and I found out that while I do enjoy you know learning about physics, doing physics is not my cup of tea, and mm. you know as a result I wound up choosing oh like I like computer science like applied kind of things right and that ended up being my kind of like this is what I want to do uh instead of this concept the platonic concept of what I actually wanted right and I, I don't mind it with you like you started off like sweet was the dream and now you're thinking oh pd like this might brought management brought design that it's might gonna, 
yeah, you want to take? And did, did college play any part in that, or is it most about your internships? I think no. I think when I, I when I was applying to college, it's like most of my schools are very like business econ kind of oriented. And then um, after a while, like I was I was working at like Freemi in my gap year, and uh, then I realized like like no offense like anyone or whatever, but like personally, like my brain just doesn't tick on these problems. I realized like yeah, I'm not, I'm not gonna do this anymore. And like I kind of gravitated towards coding once I came to school. Also, like one thing about coding, like I know I I don't know I haven't used R, but like Python is like very very much more interesting. Uh, I think you should definitely try it out. Um, I, I mean, like, like I totally understand if like someone's not interested because like it's it's like you very sit down, sit down and grind it through kind of work. But at the same time, I think it's very interesting. That's just a sidebar. I'm gonna interject but, and say R is probably as easy or easier than Python. Okay. 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 Is it, okay. Okay. Cool. Okay. I, I, I have no experience with it, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that is really nice. Okay. Okay. But um, yeah, sorry about college. I think like, yeah, I think I figured out that SWE is not something I want to like software engineering is not something I want to do for the rest of my life because it doesn't really capture my entire skill set. Um, and I, even I don't really like kind of like sit down and push code like a code monkey through like uh, to the entire day. And I feel like I, I missed out on like the more public speaking kind of side of it. So, but but the nice part about like all these internships and stuff is that they let you explore these skills and they they give you like, so you can spend 20% of your time doing something else. So even internships and college and everything like, like I'm glad that there's enough space here to kind of like figure things out for sure. But but yeah, college, I think college is a nice place to figure out that I didn't like economics because I took one class and I kind of like set through everything, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's usually the case with a lot of like people who want to do economics and they, they learn like algebraic economics and they go and you know once the calculus hits it they're all dropping classes like <laughs> it's right. pretty normal phenomenon i see it everywhere um but yeah it, it's cool that we all had like three different kind of avenues to like understand what we don't like 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 uh, it, for you i'm guessing it's been like classes that you've taken right like this is on my yeah thing me was doing research and then for Manit, there was in depth and third of them yeah yeah, and uh, Malika, you, I, I know you mentioned like you did like a couple of internships uh, and obviously I'm pretty sure this happened in your gap year and I think you were you were kind of getting involved with so many other things in your gap year. I think you had Thrifty um, and, you know, I think I think you were working with TNL also, the the, the radio, as, as a radio host, as a part-time radio host. I, I was wondering like what, what your experiences in a gap year was like and what like, would you, like, what's your final verdict on it? Would you recommend that to someone or do you think that might be a waste of time in the conventional sense? Yeah, Gapia was uh, definitely, definitely important. I would recommend it based on my own experiences, but I do understand that some people just want to kind of get to college fast, uh, just in case they lose touch of, like, the academic side of themselves yeah. um, and, it, and it gets nasty. Uh, but but my Gapia was important. I think I juggled a lot of things. So mm-hmm. I did have... Um, I did two internships, not simultaneously, but one after the other. Um, I did work at TNL as a radio host, and I was also um, a chair for Komen during that year, Komen and Nguyen, which took up a a fair amount of time, um, even if it was just traveling. So I do factor factor that into my gap year. I was also tutoring, and I did have Thrifty um, on the side. So Thrifty was a, um, basically, I would sell secondhand clothes and books online. Um, I think, firstly, that taught me time management and also Mm -hmm. made me realize how 
certain things were just not worth my time um, yeah. because time is so precious and it also taught me certain fields in which I really wanted to enter. So my taste into um, economics and public policy was very, very interesting. And I decided that I was definitely going to pursue that um, post-graduation. Um, it also kind of molded me into an adult. Um, we discussed this in our, in our previous recording, but I do think it is important. Um, yeah. It molded me as an adult, for sure. I was a baby once I graduated high school. I was very like, I was, I mean, my parents are like the institution never mollycoddled me, but you kind of knew which path to take, which subjects to take. Yeah. Um, it was very like, like linear. Linear, right? yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. But when you leave that and you're in the job market for the first time, understanding how to pitch yourself, understanding like skills to gain, hard skills, soft skills, um, administrative work was all very interesting. And um, working with people that could potentially be your bosses um, in years to come is also very interesting. Um, and so I think it did really mature me and uh, I would definitely definitely recommend it because it helped me in, in college when pitching myself to people, um, presentations, research even was all just good experience that I garnered through my gap year. Yeah, I, I never took a gap year, 100% uh, regret. Uh, should have taken a gap year. Because, uh, yeah, I feel like the, the point you brought up about just like, you know, facing uncertainty for the first time. Uh, if you do that on a gap year, it's way better than doing that in college. I did that in college and uh, interesting stuff happened. Uh, but it, just like, you know, like like you said, like you know, in high school or middle school or whatever, you you all you have some certainty in the path you're going to take. And when you go into college for the first time, you you have so many so much opportunity available to you that you know it can be really daunting to pick one. Like for me, I think that was also part of it. Like I almost had this kind of reactionary uh, kind of. I basically reacted to all this opportunity being presented by closing all my avenues off and saying, I'm going to be a physicist when I was leaving high school. But I feel like if I took a gap year and then if I had explored what options were available to me, if I had explored research in that field by the time I got there, I mean, I had some research, but not really any. Uh, but if I had, you know, had that opportunity to go out and like do something in the real world and that was related to what I wanted to do, I would have been able to gauge my interest in that. And then I probably would have picked a different major. Uh, something like that. I mean, I don't regret doing anything, uh, but it's, yeah. Yeah, I think a gap year I would recommend to anybody and can add on to this. Yeah, no, I mean, they're yeah, same. Like I, when I was graduating school, I was like 16 plus, like, I didn't know, I don't know shit. Like, I mean, like, I, I thought, like, I thought I didn't want to do like engineering, meaning like, like I didn't want to like build stuff. And then I just like stayed away from that. Like I wanted to stay away from sciences, but then I kind of like gravitated towards it. And uh, yeah, it's it's through like you have to kind of like increase your experience portfolio to really understand that. Like, and I, I feel like sometimes like I think in the US and like um, with liberal arts and with liberal arts programs, I think the nice part about it is you still have like a kind of, kind of space to explore and kind of like you know you have a chance to kind of like uh, take a take a U turn with like everything you're doing. But with most programs, like even outside, like even some programs in Canada, you have to apply to like a faculty at least. Like you need to know whether you're at least doing like the sciences or the arts. Sometimes you have flexibility, but like 
for me personally like once i chose that it was it, it was very helpful with like internship so it's like a it's like a chain reaction right and even for me like i met a lot of people like so the people i met through my gap year they introduced me to my mentor in college and my mentor in college introduced me to other people so like your network like your network back at home like a strong network is extremely important and my high school didn't really have like a very good career guidance kind of system um so like yeah. no one <laughs> yeah i can talk about this way too much i guess <laughs> but um but yeah like so i think i met people who were really focused with like the university search process i didn't know i didn't know anything i didn't know about like uh sats like how to go about it i didn't know about the common app i didn't know about any of that so i really needed that time uh to get about um like my application so yeah and uh yeah and um, yeah about like developers and like just that uh, arena things uh malika what's like your experience like with like kelly invest like do you do you admire the flexibility that you have i know i know we covered like a bit of it earlier but um what, like do you could do you know like the pros and the cons of being in the liberal arts system because i'm not in like a direct liberal arts program i'm i was just very curious about how that was yeah um just before i get into liberal arts i do want to also say that yeah. the gap year some people think that the gap year is um detrimental because it may just seem that you wasted time but yeah. i think the kind of internships you get or whatever experience you do um is just extra things that you can add on your cv um oh, yeah, on, yeah. when yeah. you're applying to colleges and yeah. um it, i think it's very very important and also in terms of networks like um because of my last internship i was able to connect with someone a professor who works in singapore at nus and that was like excellent because as soon as i connected with him he was like okay create um you know when you're applying for internships i will like give you a recommendation here and that's so important because singapore is a very competitive job market yeah so, yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah for sure yeah. um but yeah in terms of liberal arts liberal arts is great for people that haven't like who are not 100% sure of what they want to do um and yes like you're kind of given this array of subjects mm-hmm. um feels that you probably would never have touched i have i have a cs friend who would never have touched literal uh, literature and humanities or philosophy and political thought but i mean he is and he's actually doing quite well in this so he's like gaining skills that he would never have gained otherwise right. um i think liberal arts is also great if you kind of want a holistic education um right. it provides you experience and exposure to like subjects that you mean i mean some people enter college and are very fixed in the path they want to take right even if it's in a liberal arts college they're not indecisive okay. but um it gives them an opportunity to kind of explore and cultivate talents outside uh the cons of it um are obviously because you do take so much time to kind of focus on common core uh you take time away from your major so you declare yeah. your major end of year 2 and that means that you have two less years than the average person in, at a college where it's more specialized to uh cultivate hard skills um and depending on the major that may be very detrimental to you and your career or you know not so bad and can be compensated by the soft skills you learn through yeah. uh, a liberal arts college like i definitely think that there are soft skills that you get more so here than at um like nus for example um and this is useful to me because consultancy 
you know, and jobs right. like that, uh, or the field in which I want to take, uh, benefit from soft skills, right? And they look for kids with soft skills and um, a variety and of ex like a greater exposure to different fields. But some skills, um, some areas don't require that. Like I have a friend who, like I was saying in CS, um, because he's like impacted by this like setback, he has to work extra to kind of apply for internships, show that his cap is good um, and do like all these other courses outside of the field. So, I mean, there are pros and cons. It depends, I think, on, your, on the career path you want to take. But if you're not sure about your career, this is a great place to kind of figure it out. I forgot to ask you this. What's it like living in Singapore? Because we've asked this question from people in you know, uh, New York, people in London. What's it like in Singapore? So I think um, my account of Singapore is going to be a little biased because like Yarn US is a little bubble on its own. Um, we live so close to NUS, like we're on NUS territory, which means that so much of what you do is probably going to be within these like within this institution, whether it's getting food because it's subsidized, right? Um, all, the, all of those things that we have like shuttles to take you to different parts of campus. All your activities are probably going to be on campus unless you're like going out for a couple of drinks. It's it's legal, like you have to be 18 to, you, to drink here. So like a lot more kids drink here. Um, so a lot of it I do spend on campus. I think for me, it's been very interesting and I talk about this all the time with my friends. Sri Lanka itself is a very small country, right? Uh, but like, if I'm not mistaken, size-wise, Singapore is 91 times smaller, right? So it's yeah. tremendously smaller and um, sometimes it can feel a little bit claustrophobic, but you kind of find these pockets of the country where it's where it's just yours and it's it's great um singapore is so safe i think i like i cannot underestimate or understate that enough as a as a female it's sorry can you hear that the notifications no, 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 no. Uh, okay yeah so um i cannot understate how important it is like for safety um also just being um even though I'm a minority, like being brown, that's never like, I'm ne I've never experienced outright racism, you know, um, that's super important. At the same time, I mean, Singapore is different, like in Sri Lanka, I mean, you will criticize the government left, right and center, right? Um, in Singapore, you have to be careful about that because mm -hmm. any, like any, any claims you make, you can get sued for defamation. So you have to be able to like support it. Um, and also like as an international, I can't be part of protests or like um, stuff like that. So, I mean, it has its pros and cons, but Singapore is great because it's, it's safe. Uh, the cost of living for me is not too high because here in the US, like we get food uh, from the school uh, accommodation, like because I'm um, on financial aid, I do like get a lot of it subsidized. So I'm not really paying for much. Um, yeah, so things are pretty good. Like I can't complain, especially now given like COVID, I get to go to campus, like I yeah, get to go to yeah. in-person classes. Um, so all of that cannot be understated. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you got that experience in your first year though. Like I kind of like sympathize with people who missed out on that in the first year. Like I miss going to school. I never thought I'd say it, but yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, 
socializing, I get to do socializing because yeah. I get campus and I can't like undervalue that experience, you know? Yeah, yeah. We have the, the special question and uh, Malika, you can't use your answer from last time. Uh, Manith, do you want to do the, the honors? You know, I'm going to mess this up, but sure, I'll try. Um, so if you could, yeah, the question is, if you could lick the foot of any fictional or non-fictional character, uh, dead or alive, and if you can get their power, who would it be and why? Right, okay. <laughs> I didn't have a mental breakdown when I said that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think um, power, okay, I guess this is a very, like, not, okay, there's this person. Um, so it's not Professor Oak, but um, it is this professor from Harvard, and his name is Michael J. Sandel. Um, so he was sort of my introduction to philosophy and um, political philosophy, and I loved it. So when I was 14, I was reading his book, um, and I was also watching his lectures. And it was so central to argumentation for debating, which became very important in my life. Mm. And to this day, like I really, I reference justice by, his, by him um, continuously, because I really like his argumentation. Um, I mean, they're like now reading the people that he was arguing on behalf of, I understand that they're like, there's a big chunk of it that's cut out, but he really applies politics and uh, political philosophy into like daily situations. And I, I really enjoyed it. So if I could lick the foot of someone, I guess I would lick him, his foot, not him, his foot. Um, because, <laughs> <laughs> um, because I mean, I admire him for one. Yeah. And also because I would just want to have all that knowledge. Um, yeah. Cool. A solid answer, okay. Yeah, so somebody was bound to end up licking the person and other licking the person, uh, the, their foot, but yeah, we're fine. We, we've been through 17 guests, somebody was bound to make that error. Yeah. I mean, didn't Diane say he would give James Franco a light lick? Like, a light lick, he said, like, good. <laughs> okay, that, that, so that's a good answer. It's very thought out. Seem, makes me seem like, oh, it makes me think that you prepared for this. Uh, <laughs> I today, I was like, I can't say Professor Oak again. <laughs> anyway, Malika, thanks for coming on for a second time. We really appreciate you taking time out of like your busy, you know, final weeks of freshman year, I guess, uh, to re-record this whole thing. Uh, and we had an awesome chatting. Uh, so yeah, thanks on behalf of me and Manif. Thank you so much for having me. I I enjoyed here, and I think what you guys do is amazing and very important. So Thank I was you. happy to come for a second time. Thank you. Yeah, all right. Uh, and if anybody is still listening, uh, thanks for listening and uh, uh, keep or stay tuned for the next episode of Making the Right Play. And cut. Thanks for listening to another episode of Making the Right Play. You can find our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Anchor. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing to our YouTube channel, Content. This will keep you posted on new episodes, bonus content, and blooper reels. We hope you make the right play.